You're listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 62. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Arisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubumi. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Omileti Olubumi. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Arisha, spirituality, and growth. So turn up the volume in your car. This is a good one. Put on your earbuds. Let's go on a walk. Let's exercise. Let's take a break. Let's chat. This episode is being brought to you by Olubumi Creations. If you love Orisha things, if you love anything about Orisha, this is a place to go. You can get art prints with your favorite Orisha. You can get Ademu plates so you can have little offerings and you can put your offerings there to your warriors if you have them to your Orisha. You can get... um uh, these wooden, beautiful wall hanging things. And a lot of people have sent me pictures of them because they come with a, a little hole and you can put a little string on them and hang them. But a lot of people put them on easels in their house or they hang them by their orishas. So there's a lot of things. And thank you to all of you who have started to basically order up a lot of the jewelry. There's still some left. I still have some metal for the rings, for the Orisha rings. Like say Yamaya, Ogung, Obatala, Ochosi, what Ifa, Orumila, whatever you want. It's there. There are two sizes, several fonts. So get them because when they're done, I don't think I'm going to do them again. But in the meantime, they are available. And you can get the information on how to get all of that by going to the information link, www.orishawisdom.com forward slash Iyaomileti. This is an Ask a Priest episode. For those of you who are first listeners to the Orisha Wisdom podcast, first of all, welcome This is a series that we have where you, the community, gets to ask questions that you've always wanted to ask an Orisha priest, and now you have the chance. I'll put it on the show notes on how you can ask your burning question for a chance to get your question answered here on the podcast, but if you must know right now, just go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash ask a priest. No dashes, just ask a priest. With that, let's get this episode going. April asks, I like this question, by the way, so get ready because we've talked about something like this, stuff like this, but the question hasn't been quite asked So I'm so glad that she took the time to ask it. Here you go. Why do people of the Orisha religion want to scam people in the name of God and their ancestors? 
Why do so many Africans want to scam other African Americans? Whoa. That was my first reaction because it's a direct question. Thank you so much, April, for asking this question. And I have to tell you, you're not the first one to ask. If we look, before we get into just a, just a piece, a piece of the answer, this isn't anything new. Why do um, TV evangelists want to scam somebody? Why do pastors want to scam? Why do like uh, gurus of whatever, yoga, spirituality, whatever, there are always scammers in every tradition. Just because this is Orisha based doesn't mean that it's exempt from the, I don't know, possibility of scamming people. So let's just kind of see it that this is a human thing. It's a people thing. People are going to try to get over and they're going to try to do whatever it is that they want to do. So don't just think that it's because an African wants to scam an African-American. It's not just about African-Americans. They'll scam anybody of any color, any race, any whatever. So it's not just that they want to scam other African Americans. And I don't think that there's any loyalty to the melanin in the person's skin on the other side. All right. Now, this is not going to be an exhaustive list, like a complete episode on this, because this can be expanded into who knows how many other reasons. That's the word that I was looking for. Couple of things. Back then, I don't even know how many years, let's say, uh, I'll say a good 30 years, 30 to 40 years ago. Let's just be safe. 40 to 50 years ago, it was just in the West, Lukumi, Vudun, Vudan, right? And Gandomble. Isheshe wasn't even a thing. That wasn't even a word that was used. People just knew it as traditional. And it was over there in Nigeria, the end. There was no, really, it was, it was very rare if that, if somebody went over there to get anything from there. And I'm just going to have to keep saying Nigerians so that I don't keep saying they, because there's a lot of they that I'm going to talk about. Nigerians at that point, they felt that it was what they knew. Because we see it as something so special because it was kind of lost within the slave trade and the transition from Africa to the West. But they don't see it as that. It's just what is. It's just a way of life. It's not a religion. And some of them are still in the Yoruba ways and they go to church. Although they've been fighting quite against that. That will be another interesting episode because I'm flabbergasted <laughs> because I don't understand. But I don't understand, which is why I am flabbergasted. 
they see it as this is normal. We get up, we do our prayers, we do whatever, and we go to work. And we come home and, oh, yeah, we're going to see the babalao. Okay, that's fine. So for them, this is just nothing special. It's just the way things were, are. I'll say were because I'm going to talk in the past tense. Because then people started to visit, ask questions. They started to come in to look. There, I think... I'm trying to remember where I saw this, but I saw this in a forum and this was, I think, in the Mi Gente. I'm trying to think. I don't think it was MySpace. I think it was Mi Gente. Somebody actually grabbed their money, their vacation, and they went to Nigeria. They booked a hotel. They booked all the stuff. They got all their shots. They bought extra water, all of the stuff. They hired somebody from the hotel to kind of show them around and to translate for them. Literally looking for somebody who knew about the traditions. So think about it. And yes, they did find it. It took a while, but because they're not, they were not very keen into strangers, but the stranger was willing to pay and it helped that the stranger was of color. And so he went and he found something. So think about it. Now people are starting to visit, ask questions to look, and then people are starting to go in there to initiate. So they're coming back, let's say to the United States, to other countries. I know people in South America Central America who have done pilgrimages over there and they have brought in their friends and family and all that stuff to go get initiation. So now think about this. This is a place with an unseen amount of poverty, civil turmoil, and corruption. These three together has plagued this country for probably since the beginning. And so I'm going to repeat them, repeat them. Poverty, turmoil, like civil, civil turmoil and corruption. And they're seeing all these people coming in from the United States, from Mexico, from Venezuela, from Colombia, from El Salvador, from wherever. And they're coming in. Oh, and they're also coming in from Europe. So I know people from London who have gone in to look and to check. And what do you think they see? They saw an opportunity. They're like, wait a second. What's affordable for us here in the U.S. or even in the U.K.? Because a lot of people from the U.K., they deal with Nigeria as well. For us, it's, let's say, 40 bucks, $40. is really not a big deal. We can pay $40 for a reading, right? We can pay $50 for a reading. It's not such a big deal. We're not going to um, totally break the bank. And I know that sometimes things are challenging and we're like, man, I'm short. But, you know, on the most part, $40 is not bad. $100, eh, $200, $300, $400. It's it's not going to kill us. But I'm just going to go back to the $40. Let's go 50. Nice, nice number. So $50. That's affordable. But to them, it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. It is the difference of living for a month. 
and for buying groceries or, you know, feed or whatever it is for them to live. So now, now we know that they see an opportunity. There's poverty everywhere. Yes, there are people who live, you know, middle class and whatever, but this is an opportunity. People are looking. People are looking. And even right now, as I am recording, people are going to be, how do we do this? Are you a priest? Can you read me? Can you help me? Who's my Orisha? So think about it. They have an opportunity. This is where we say, well, you have to exercise caution. And because we know that there are legit people out there. Everywhere there are legit and there are scammers in every arena and everything that comes to spiritual stuff. You're going to have the scammers in one side. You're going to have the legit people in the other. Why do I say exercise caution? Because there, it's going to be a really high level of difficulty of finding out whether the person that is on the uh, the other side of the screen is legit or not. I wrote down on my notes the following, and there are two things that I want you to look at when you get a chance. This is for any of the listeners out there. There is a blog post. Out of anything that we have ever created, This blog post, this post is the most visited page in the entire website of Orisha Wisdom. I will post it for you and I have it here so that I can share it. If you really want to jump in and and take a look while you're listening, it's orishawisdom.com forward slash scammer dash priests and you go there and it says how to recognize scammer priests online. Know before you jump and you know you're in the right place because it's going to have like a danger sign. <laughs> Somebody that's kind of hanging on, um, it was a good picture, like on a ledge and there's a lion right below and it says no before you jump. And this page was created, I think, out of frustration and anger because I'm, we constantly tell people like, no, that's not right. That's probably a scam. No babalao ever should reach out to anyone else. That's not the way that it works. And we're trying to give the tools for people not to fall into the deaths of scam world, but they still do. They still do. They either didn't hear this message like they have never visited us or They don't believe that what we said, it's true. We discuss this in our Orisha Wisdom Community Facebook page all the time. Scammers, scammers, scammers. And they're like, well, he looked legit. And we have spoken about this before. And I just want to remind you that when you are dealing with somebody that one has not been referred Two, you have not visited their home. Or three, you don't have the capacity to go there, even if it is on a quick flight or even if it is a 10-hour drive. That's a problem because we really do not know what is going to happen across the screen. What they say, what they show, you don't know. And then if you're planning on initiating and growing, 
you don't know because you're going to have to keep going back. And a lot of people don't really think that aspect through. And for fun, I am going to include on the show notes a video that I made. And I made this video in haste, but I'm like, you know what? I'm about to show what happens. And people will message you and it's like the moment that they reach out, I'm like, scam, scam, scam. So the video, if you are a subscriber to our YouTube channel, which is Omiletia Lubumi, that's great because you can go there and check out the videos that are there. If not, literally, this is the title of the YouTube video, How to Know If Someone is a Scammer Priest from Nigeria. I mean, it doesn't get... <laughs> It doesn't get any more just direct than that. And I'm going to make sure that I post the videos on the show notes so that you can see it and you can see how things happen. Here's the thing. Why do they do it? We can say, of course, this is an ethical issue. We can get very philosophical on this very philosophical on you should not do that in the name of the ancestors. You shame your ancestors. We don't know at the other end whether this person will have enough to feed their family. And at that point is I can't find a job. I don't know what to do. Or my friends have been able to do this. I want to be able to do this too so that I can make this type of money for myself and so that I can survive, we don't know the other half. Yes, it is an ethical issue, and we can go back and forth on this. Somebody told me very recently, very recently, let me see, I'm going to try to quote this. I don't care the emotional state of you, but you did this. And I thought about that. I said, yeah, you're right. I did do it. And again, the ethical thing. But would I have done it if this, 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 this would have happened? No, I wouldn't have. So you have to kind of figure, okay, before, I mean, if you have the time, yes, you can study the the social aspect and the socioeconomic aspect of Nigeria to understand what I mean that they see an opportunity and people are seeking and they're like, yeah, I can make money. They go, wait a minute. Warriors in New York is $321 or $500 or do you know what $500 would do if I had it here? And it's like, oh my God, we would be able to fix up the house and get running water or, you know, whatever it is. It, it just opens up an interesting, uh, you know, window for them. And yeah, ethics are going to be questionable, but it may deal with survival of them and their family. So when I say exercise caution, I want to add another piece to that. Empathy plus caution. I'm empathetic. I really am. I'm empathetic to the plight that um, this country is having. I was born in Venezuela. Venezuela right now is, dang, I, 
I don't even want to use the words that I'm thinking, but things over there are really, 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 really bad. It's like people don't even come out with their phones because they're going to get stolen. People get, you know, at, at the, at there, or they can wind up at the, but at the end of a gun because they're trying to get whatever it is. People are eating out of trash cans. When I saw that, my heart absolutely broke. So if you live in a place like this and there is an opportunity, would you take it? Or would you starve? And I know you say, no, not me. Uh-uh, Omileti, I would never do that. Really? You get put into that spot and you open up an opportunity, you might put your ethics to the side because you need to do what you need to do. And so knowing that they are putting their ethics to the side, some of them may have money. I don't know, but... Or not. And there are other scams that go. I, I was watching a show where Nigerians, they had this dating scam and they would, you know, befriend these women and these women would send them money. And when they would stop sending money, they would cut them off. And they had this really big list and it was like a big, we don't know if this is now like that, that it's a whole organization of, oh, tried this. And a lot of people who have dealt with scammers, they tell me that after they block them, let's say on Instagram, they'll message them from another, like, you can't hide from me. And they have like 20 other or 30 other uh, profiles that they are messaging you. So when you are dealing with someone, yes, we're going we're gonna to talk just about Nigerians. Empathy, you know where they're coming from, but caution, because you have to protect yourself. The advice, I'm going to keep it because we have covered this before. We may do it again to revisit it. Stick, stick to local. There are Isheshe priests everywhere. No matter where you are, they are everywhere. In the United States, there are Lukumi. Plenty of Lukumi. Plenty of Isheshe. There are, in I know in the UK as well, as in other countries, there are people. So if you are, let's say you're in the U.S., I'm sure it's going to be a lot better to hop on a flight or even a 10-hour ride. It's usually not that much, but I'm just saying, to go to get the help that you need locally. And that's going to make a big difference in the trust factor. And when you're dealing with somebody in Nigeria, if you really want to learn from them, you're going to have to keep going back and back and back and back and back. So is that what you want to do? Also, do you always want to question yourself whether this person's a scammer? Deal with someone locally. And I, I'm about to say this, but don't roll your eyes and don't just shut it off. You will find what you need when you're ready to receive what you need. And people are like, oh, but I need it now. I am so ready and nothing is happening. And then I'll ask, I'm like, well, how long have you been looking? Four months. And I'm like, oh, that's like a drop in the bucket. So have empathy. Yes, there are scammers. I think that they just saw an opportunity and they took it. And yeah, it breaks ethics, but... If you were in a similar spot, would you take that too? Or would you starve? Or your family would starve? 
it's, and maybe you wouldn't, maybe you would starve and die and your family and your children because you were ethically correct. But at this point, they may not be. And then speaking of ethics, then it may go beyond that because it may not be now to starve, but they're like, well, my neighbor who's 17, he's doing it. He puts on his akbara, he puts on his fila, and he has his stuff, and, and he's making really good money. He bought his mama house or he fixed up her house. I could do it too. And then it becomes that. Exercise caution. Stick to local. It's not more original because it's from Nigeria versus the U.S., the U.K., Colombia, Mexico, anywhere, Argentina, nowhere. It's not more authentic. There is ire, depending on, of course, if the ceremony was done right, and the ashe of that priest. Just take the time to find someone that's local and we can totally analyze the question. But at the end of the day, we have to be responsible for taking care of ourselves. And also remember, it's not that Africans want to scam other African-Americans. They'll do it to a white person. They will do it to an Asian. They will. They definitely do it to Latinos. They do it to anybody because money is green and that is their bottom line when they are trying to scam. And they see there's a need. They see people are looking and they're just like, all right, you want Ifa? Here you go. Send me 300 bucks and I will tell you who your Risha is and I'll send you words and I'll send you this. Whether they did it correctly or not, you're not going to get what you absolutely need from it. So have empathy plus caution. And that's what I have for this one. And I think that this is a good start to the conversation. I don't think this is, of course, an exhaustive response, but I think it's some, it's a great, great start for anybody else who has anything else to add. Definitely comment. I am looking forward to hearing from everybody. You have reached end of this episode. First of all, April, I want to thank you for this question because it made me think. It made me think beyond my my like my surroundings, and it's really good to kind of keep those things. So, April, I want to thank you for taking the time to ask this question. For show notes, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash the number 62. I, I took a short hiatus because sometimes things happen, but I don't care that things happen. I know that you guys have been sending messages like what's going on or where is the episode? So don't worry. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're, they're, they're. I am going to do my best no matter what is going on to make sure that this is one place that you can come to get your Orisha stuff fixed. I want to let you know that I have stalled on this new thing that is coming. And I think that is mostly out of fear, but I am very, very excited at the same time. I am going to add 
a link on this. Actually, I'll do both. I'm going to do on my information link as well as on this um, show notes for you to get on the list for two things. One, if you are an Alejo, brand new person, an Aborisha who does not have a spiritual house and you're looking and you're wondering about a community for you, this thing that is coming is going to be so dang amazing. And I'm going to add that so that at least you'll be the very first to know. And I'm going to add another one because Arisha Swag is on its way. I have posted more than 20, I think it's 20 something things into the Etsy and it's on draft because I'm so scared to just press, you know, publish. But it's really dang cool to have t-shirts and mugs with the things that you enjoy about Orisha. And it's made by an Orisha worshiper for Orisha worshipers of the world. So it's coming, just kind of go in there and just click on it. And I'll let you know as soon as it is available. So keep watch on the info link and listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast or on YouTube and be sure to whitelist my emails so that you are the first to know. Remember, this is sponsored by Olubumi Creations. So if you want Orisha-related art, Orisha jewelry, that is the place to go. I am really strongly considering maybe just doing the ideas, and maybe that's it. But whatever's there, get it. Because some of the things, once they're gone, they're gone. That's it. I'm not getting it again. And you will have it. If you have found value in this episode, this content, and you want to support, check out my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Omileti, and you will have access to the podcasts before they are published and other perks. And if you want to hear about other perks, we had this call and it was just for patrons and we were discussing in depth, not only one episode of the Orisha Wisdom podcast, but it was live and we were all in deep, deep conversation. And when I was younger in the traditions, I wish I would have just had that time. And on that call, there were two priests. So it was really amazing. It got really deep. It got very personal and it was very vulnerable for everybody. And I thought it was truly amazing to get that done. And that's just one of the perks. And there was swag that was given to one of the patrons. So seriously, if you can, and you wish to support because you have gotten something out of the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, check out our Patreon, Patreon page. If you also like this episode and you found it awesome to you and your growth, share this podcast episode so that someone else can get something out of it. And I would be so grateful if you got a couple of minutes to go over to iTunes and leave us a review. They really do help to keep us on the map. And 
it gives me the fuel. I read every single one. And when I read something, it's like, oh my God, you know, this is awesome to know that someone is listening and they're sharing their comments. And I really, really do appreciate it. And if you're on YouTube, like the episode, subscribe and click on the little bell icon so that you will be the first to know when there is a new video uploaded. Stay tuned for the next couple of episodes where we're going to go because I've seen an influx of questions on Ask a Priest coming in. So I'm like, dang it, I have to go in there and really start to answer some questions. So I can't wait. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Arisha bless you immensely. Odavo. Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.